0: Those who have survived the unthinkable and unspeakable violence behind the closed doors of their own homes are speaking out now more than ever. This podcast is dedicated to sharing their stories and the journeys of people who've transformed their lives from surviving into thriving. Join me and my guests as we dive into what healing from trauma really looks like. Hear heartwarming and awe-inspiring stories of overcoming the odds. Welcome to the Flow Rising Podcast. This show contains adult topics and often triggering stories audience discretion is advised. Before we get started, please make sure you subscribe to the channel, then like and share your favorite videos. Thanks for the support. Hello, everyone, and welcome to this episode of Flow Rising. I am Megan, your host, and today I am joined by my guest, Sabine, who's going to talk about um, her experiences in her life, but also the work that she does with other women. Um, you know, she has a very unique take on coaching and I love the the conversation she and I had before. So we're going to just kind of dive in today and Sabine, welcome to the show. Thank you for joining me today. Thank you for receiving me. It's a great
1: pleasure to be here with you today.
0: Yes. Yes. So I know you are joining me. Are you in Italy? Is that what I remember where you were? No, I'm in Dubai, United Dubai. Arab Emirates. Yes. There
1: we go.
0: I was like, I, it's so funny when I have my international guests. I'm like, I think you said, and, and that's <laughs> So you're in Dubai joining me from across the pond. Um, so thank you for hopping in. I know it's evening for you now. So thanks for taking time to do that. Um, I love having international guests. I think it's so um, um Amazing to have stories from across the world because it is a human experience. It is not an American experience or an Australian experience or, you know, the the stuff we talk about on the show is, it it is a human experience, the stuff we talk about on the show. So before we dive into conversation, share with myself and the audience a little bit about um, the coaching that you do, the kind of work that you do, your client, you know, a little bit about the type of humans you work with um, in your work today.
1: Okay. I will make it short because through the years, I was like many people searching myself because, you know, that's how life it is. And um, being a a spiritual seeker since many, many years, I would say since the age of seven. But I repressed that because my mom was telling me that people will laugh about me if I say that I communicate with animals. That's how my life started, I mean. And if I say that I can see people who passed away, they will uh, not kill myself, but she made me very afraid. Then I was like, wow, okay. And I repressed for many years. Then, then I had to not run, but I felt like in a urge when I could, you know, and when I've been awakened a bit. And I searched many, many different things in many different ways. And I learned many, many things. I've learned with shaman. I've learned with facilitator, big people, people less well-known. I've been in many different areas and I've done hypnosis. And finally, I stick to transpersonal regression therapy because it's something that was working very, very well on me, better than hypnosis and i felt really this is for me and of course when you resonate with something you want to apply on others mm-hmm. and that's what happened i'm also an energy healer this since the, my young age i also followed course as reiki and other techniques uh, with energy healing to practice on people and you know it's always useful to follow course here and there because it's like at university you have 10 different teachers But you learn from the 10 different ones. If you have always the same, you go like into a path where you have blinders. And here it's shaping your mind in a different way because you open your mind by learning different things with different people. And that's, Mm -hmm. in short, what I have done. I'm also a certified life coach and NLP The list is quite long. (laughs) I can put hashtag this, hashtag that, and I will never stop. You get the point.
0: (laughs) Yeah. No, I I love that. I think it's it's interesting how a lot of my guests. That's that's what we talk about is that that's and that's a lot of what the show's about here is that you know our own healing journeys, our own paths through you know childhood traumas and what we had to come over. You know, like you said, your mother. It, probably from good intentions maybe, was like, oh. don't be that way because it's going to be hard. Mm-hmm. You know, repress something that in you as you be, as you started your awakening, we're like, no, this is me. And finding that true authentic voice. And then we do, we take that and share that. You know, like, this is who I am and I want others to be able to have that, their own transformational experience. Um, yeah, so it, it is an interesting type of therapy i know very very little about it i've you know heard again (laughs) i have all kinds of guests on here so i am always learning things i think you know like you said that's the most interesting thing is is going down different paths and finding this is what works for me this is how i found my healing and i'm passing that on to others um so yeah and i know it it is interesting because you before you said you do work with animals but you work with humans um as much as, as you do animals. So I, I love that, that you just kind of open yourself up to the the whole aspect and what know, you do. Working
1: with human and animals at the same time is also having not, I don't want to say more keys than anyone else, but having more keys for the client. Because I've noticed very often when I do energy healing uh, on animal, I do animal communication and also I've been attuned naturally to light language, then I'm also practicing light language on animals during a session. And because I'm in a pure telepathic communication, animals are telling me things that sometimes are, bracket, secret from the family or stuff that nobody knows. Of course, Mm -hmm. it's changing the mind and the perception of people. But at the same time, when the animal is shifting, let's say the animal have absorbed the energy of the owner which is 90 percent of the case not 100 but 90 i would say Mm -hmm. then let's say i have an animal who has a kidney failure and the kidney failure is due to the accumulation of energies to help the owner because they want to save us that's how they are shaped Mm -hmm. and then let's say the animal is healing and this is a real story i'm I'm not going in detail because I don't want to reveal the personality <laughs> of my client too much That's also okay. yep. you know, because it's yes. private. But when the animal healed, the client is saying, oh, my God, Sabine, can I try? Because mm-hmm. I feel now through my animal that they have something different. He or she changed. I had the case with horses also, and the person mm-hmm. was telling me the same with a horse can you apply that to me too? And I'm like, mm-hmm. yeah, of course, that's the same. Mm-hmm. And I can do light yeah. language too. And I can do telepathy with you too. And I can do energy healing too in one session. Yeah. That's fine. And then they're like, oh, wow. That's when they discover. This is why I say it's having more key keys, sorry, in plural, for the yeah. client. Because they see the change in the animal and then they want to experience and at the same time it's making them understand that animals are not just animals they are sentient beings most of the time they are with their animal in their life they love them dearly they dearly love them but they don't realize that animals have a consciousness they understand Mm -hmm. everything we say they absorb Mm -hmm. our energy and it's only when the animal falls sick Let's say as human we always need a slap to understand. That's not <laughs> the reality. Yes. Then at that moment, even if it's a bad moment, and then when the animal is healed, they have a realization that if the animal didn't exist, maybe never they would try energy mm-hmm. healing, or never they would try light language, or never they would open themselves to telepathy and they would mm-hmm maybe die this way, totally innocent that this is existing. You get my point? This is why I like to work with both. I don't want to be stick only as an animal communicator and have the sticker on my forehead. She is a communicator, end of story. Or she is a transpersonal regression, end of story. No, I have different art and I have different tools and modalities that I can apply. It's like, custom made at the end, yeah. you get the point because you can use different things. And that's what I love. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And that's what I love that. My time.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah. We, I have, I have three dogs now, but mm-hmm. before I met my husband, one's mine and he had, he had two, so we have three together now, but my dog, and I, I say it all the time. She saved me after I left my ex-husband because as soon as he was gone, she became a different dog. She became, she was kind of, she was, she was always my dog, but she became, she, she really started, um, without any formal training. She knew when I was having panic attacks and she would come lay on me. And she's, she's kind of a bigger dog. She could sense that something was wrong with me before I knew that I was triggered or something was going on. Um, and she would come be with me. Um, but just that, that was, and and then watching her, Grow, like since she's met the other dogs just grow and change and yeah they we love our dogs but yeah when you really watch them and pay attention to them you know, they they have their own as you said energy signatures and they're and cats and birds and, and it's not just dogs i just happen to be a dog human <laughs> so but it's From all the, kinds of things they are
1: more than that they are yeah. really angel incarnated into oh. an animal body well, we finally they're just a soul nothing they are. Else. Yeah. they are a soul and they are into a vehicle mm-hmm. like us and yeah. their body, they just choose a different body because they must have a different experience and a different mission yes, yes. Yeah. that's that's well, just more complicated thing about it, it.
0: Of i make it short. yeah <laughs> our, but our healing path. we always talk about humans you know everybody comes into your life for a reason you know even Even those of us who've walked a path, and we talk about this and we'll get to this here, even though we've taught, walked this path, right? We came from this path that was full of abuse and, you know, negativity and narcissists and all of these things. You and I would not be where we were if that weren't our path. Animals are no different. Like everything that comes into your life is here for learning and lessons and growth and and all of those things. Um, And so, and I do ask my guests, you know, we talk about our own personal paths in the ways that make sense. And you shared something interesting with me before we jumped into the show. And I would love for you to talk a little bit more about it because especially as a woman, um, and it's it's interesting, (sighs) see, we're having this conversation because this is the conversation I need to have. And this is so funny that this is always happening with me. But when it comes to, especially as we get into our healing, identifying how sex, sexuality, and even those early on experiences really shaped us in our adulthood, in our decisions, how we, how trauma even showed up will be attracted. And it does actually tie a lot back to those early sexual experiences or even our very first one in ways that we don't, we don't understand because it was just like, oh no, isn't this just how everybody is? And we don't because we don't talk about it. It's mm-hmm. just one of those like hush hush parts of healing that it's like, oh, everybody had a weird wonky first experience. And that's actually not true.
1: Yeah, I agree. And, you know, this subject everywhere. I thought that some countries are more open than others. This seems to, but in reality, I can speak because, you know, I'm based in Dubai and I have different nationalities. When I say different nationalities, we have, I think, 260 different nationalities
0: here. It's crazy. Yeah, it's, yeah. And in
1: my clients, I go from... One extreme to another extreme in terms of culture, uh, background, mix of cultures. Sometimes some are more open than others. It's really fascinating for me. But, you know, sometimes, especially at the beginning, I've been many surprised because this is still a very high level of taboo in many, many different cultures and nationalities. Even the one that today says, oh, yeah, the, uh, Europe or USA or blah, 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 they are very open. Ah, uh No. No, 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 no. I've been very surprised thinking that, yeah, because, you know, I'm Belgian. I'm coming from Europe. And I mm-hmm. thought, like, wow, we are very open. Uh, no. <laughs> Not really. Not no. really. And it's still very, very taboo, especially the subject of I can say offering your virginity for some of us and losing your virginity for some of us. Yeah. You get the point? This subject is really like, wow. Well, I just say this, how, how did you lose your virginity or how did you offer... Oh, they go like this. <laughs> because it's taboo. People have been shaped by the religion, by the culture and everything. Then today, sit comfortably because you will probably recognize yourself in many of the stories I will explain. And some of you maybe will say like, oh my God, i never seen that this way because Mm -hmm. I thought it was normal. And I want to say no, because I will explain in detail the way how you lose. Or let's say first we will start in a positive way, how you offered your virginity to someone. The first sexual encounter itself, and it's bigger than it seems, will shape completely your future in terms of personality, in terms of system belief, in terms of trauma, even if it seems sometimes it was not a trauma. And I will give a first example where... You offer, you think, you offer your virginity to someone, but at the same time, you have been a bit manipulated. And I have many clients like this. I said, yes, but I didn't feel ready completely. I needed more time. Then I'm sorry, girls, but this was a trauma. This is a pure manipulation and it's a trauma. Mm -hmm. But many of my clients, no, 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 you know, it was okay. And I'm like, no. No, it was not. Trauma Mm. have different levels. They have the huge trauma. Let's say when a woman is beaten, raped, and everything, this is a huge one. And they have the light one. Like, well, this is not really a light one, but for some women, it will be lighter than another woman. But Mm -hmm. it's still a trauma because you didn't offer your virginity saying, I want to do it, I'm sure 300%. That's Mm -hmm. what I want to do, and it's happening smoothly, nicely, and I don't regret after, and I don't feel weird, and I didn't feel forced. This is really no trauma, but most of the time we have many situations where uh, I did because it was time, or I did because Mm -hmm. I was married and I never had any uh, sexual experience before, or, you know, he told me he will marry me, then... We were near to the wedding. Then I said, okay, let's go. But at the end, when you speak with them and you go deeper, often I have, yeah, I would prefer if we did the night of the wedding because, you know, he was in a hurry and I felt it was like a bit of sabotage. I said, yes, because yeah. I love him. What the heck? I'm sorry, but what the heck? At yeah. That moment, you place yourself already in a position where you will forget that you exist. And in the future, this is shaping you. I'm sorry to be very direct and tac, 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 this way. No. But in the future, you as a woman acting this way, just say, I've done it to please him or I've done it because I love him, but I didn't feel ready. And, you know, it It, it seems weird even after. And then he left me after two months. Uh-oh, this is also happening. It's <laughs> a
0: trouble." Uh, yes, it does. It. Oh, no, it's, it's very, very pre- prevalent
1: continuing to grow because often it's yep. young women, you continue mm-hmm. to grow, you evolve in your life. And then you will realize, especially in such a case when it's a trauma, you will realize that you have the tendency to forget yourself. You give yourself to the society, mm-hmm. to friends, to family, to children. You don't exist anymore. You Mm -mm. self-sabotage yourself like it was a self-sabotage because you said yes to him because I love him. But I didn't want to do really. I didn't feel ready. Then all your life will be shaped. It's really a program that is implanted Mm -hmm. at the moment of the trauma itself. That program stays with you. And then you are also very often the victim of energy vampire. They come to you and they drain you. Because it's mm-hmm. like written on your forehead in an invisible way, because yep. it's unconscious, and you are sucked dry by people who are just seeking to take energy from others. It's then it is so you true. at a certain age that we call often the middle crisis age, yeah. but that's the moment when you wake up and you're like, "What is wrong with me? What what is not working here?" And then Mm -hmm. you go to see a healer or a therapist or a psychiatric whatever you go to, seek help. But often, even a therapist or a psychiatric doctor or a psychologist accept it if you go because... You want to abort this subject only. But if yeah. you go searching, say, you know, I'm in the middle of a crisis. I don't know who I am anymore. I've lost myself. I have always an energy vampire around me. And I please people. And I don't know why I cannot say no. You mm-hmm. feel yourself in a loop. Nobody yeah. will ask you, how did you lose your virginity? How did you no. offer your virginity? Nobody <laughs> will ask And this is so important because that the moment where you develop a belief system, the moment when you start to be programmed unconsciously. Let's say if worse, case scenario, you have been abused. Mm-hmm. This shaped your life. When mm-hmm. you have been abused, in general, many women who have been abused sexually as a first encounter will go to seek help very soon. Mm-hmm. But the other one, the example I gave, like, oh, we will get married. Oh, he promised to me he will marry me. And then, boom, we have a fight and he disappeared. Oh, he said to me, he loves me. I'm the one. And la, la, la. And we are together since six months. Oh, I don't know what. Sometimes it's three months, one year, whatever. And then the guy is pushing, 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 saying, I love you. I need blah, blah, blah. The girl is like, yeah, it's time. You know, he waited so long. And maybe I will lose him also maybe Mm -hmm. i will lose him if i don't do it i heard that story many many times and then they do it the guy disappears after two weeks after two months and i'm like
0: okay (laughs) this is a
1: real trauma and that's the type of trauma that they don't see they Mm -hmm. ignore they repress it's delete and then they move into their life and they arrive at the middle age crisis and they are searching themselves, not understanding what the heck I'm doing in my life, what is going on. But the root of the problem is often there. Even yeah. worse than that, the way how you offer, I prefer to say offer instead mm-hmm. of take and lose because mm-hmm. that's the reality, but let's speak about offer because not everyone has been in the same situation. Yeah. If you have been educated into a family that is dysfunctional, fully dysfunctional, mm-hmm. 100%, you will lose your virginity against your will. 100%. Oh. Yeah, For the gonna, reason you're... that you have been shaped already in the mm-hmm. early childhood yep. to give yourself to become invisible because you have Mm -hmm. been criticized. They had always fired us. What is happening in dysfunctional family? Or you saw maybe the police coming every two days or bloods or whatever. They have extreme cases. I have many, many stories. And myself, I was in a dysfunctional family. And I've been shaped in a way that I was giving, 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 giving and pushing myself back like, okay, I don't exist. But when you start early childhood like this with a very dysfunctional family that shaped you this way, it's guaranteed that the man you will meet as a woman will have huge level of easiness to manipulate you. And you will do things for him because he will say, if you love me, you do this. If you love me, you do that. And you will do it because... Mm -hmm it will remember you somehow what happened in your family when your parents were, brackets, manipulating you because it's a real manipulation, but it's, I love you, you are my daughter, you are my son, whatever. Then at that moment, you don't see it that way. But really, that's what is happening. Then if you have been educated in a dysfunctional family and you have lost your virginity or Offer your virginity to a man, thinking like, "Oh, maybe I'm not ready one hundred percent. It would be better if I waited." Just go back and just think about that specific moment, because for a woman, it's a very sacred moment. Listen, mm-hmm. the man is penet- I-, I will be deeper in the <laughs> <subject>. <laughs> Yeah, is penetrating you, but this is your sacred temple. Yep.
0: You're offering it, you are giving
1: it. This energy is inside you and stays with you. And it's the first one. And you carry him all your life almost. Uh, Yep. Uh, This is something you really have to think. If this is happening or happened to you in the past, just go back in your memories. Don't be afraid because sometimes it was traumatic more than for others. Don't be afraid. Start to journaling. Write it down. And go back in time and just ask yourself, okay, how was that moment really? But Mm -hmm. go in a very objective way because also we as humans have the default. And in some cultures more than others, we have the default to go like, oh, yeah, but, you know, it's not his fault. Uh, he, He think he did well. He didn't realize. He didn't know what he does. It's not about him. It's not about your parents who were totally dysfunctional and abuse you. It's not about them. It's about you, how you experience the trauma because the trauma is not really what happened at that specific moment. It's how you felt at that specific moment, how you registered that, how you respond to the situation at that specific moment. Then, Sit maybe, you don't need to go in meditation, but I would say sit with yourself. Take a paper and a pen and start to write because when we write, it has the tendency to engage our unconscious mind and just be very honest and transparent with yourself because that's what will lead you to the real truth. Often we put a veil on situation. And we're like, nah, no, no, that, that's not important. Doesn't exist anymore. It's belonged to the past. Uh, yes, that's true. It's belonged to the past. But the energy doesn't change. The energy is alive, and the energy is still with you. The energy of that trauma, of that situation, and how you respond, how you felt at that moment, is still embedded somewhere in you. Can be in your genitals, but can be here. Can be here. Because you could not speak at that moment. You could not say no. You wanted to say no to that guy. But you was like paralyzed because you love him so much. Or you believe you love him. Because some women believe at that moment they loved him. But they didn't. And they realized later on. And at that moment they were like zip. Then later on. Years after years. Time is passing. And you discover you have a thyroid problem maybe. Or any other problem here in your throat. Or... You will keep a lot of grief and sadness regarding the fact that you have lost your virginity because what is it finally? It's the pride of a woman before she offers it. If she's offering in a very nice way and it's wow, okay, it's a gift. But for a woman, losing or offering the virginity, it's a huge level of pride. That's how many women have been educated everywhere in the world that imagine here, maybe you will develop. I say maybe because I had some client which with whom it happened, not everyone, but let's say ten, twenty, thirty years, even forty years for some women later, when your body decides it's enough, I don't want now, I need to flush it i up up up, finished. That's the moment when either you declare disease or pain or whatever. If you had a grudge towards that guy that you repressed or you feel sad because you have lost what was making you very proud and you had to give it because he said he loves you and if you don't, blah, 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 I will be sad and all that stuff. Then you did it, but you didn't really offer it. You did it because you felt obliged but he, you didn't want to say no because you was afraid, then you keep grief, you keep sadness, maybe, and later on you will have what maybe recurrent bronchitis. Eh, that's also possible. You see, can be many, many, many things that happen because the energy is still registered somewhere in your body. You know, mm-hmm. I say always, your mind can invent many stories, but your body cannot lie, never. This is why it the energy not. stay in the body, and sooner or later it will declare by
0: itself. Yeah, it does. Yeah, no, it's it's interesting to hear you talk about it that way because I'm thinking, you know, as you're talking, I'm thinking about my first experience, and you know, I I think that I, I've actually gotten to a place where you know, I it, I have teenage I have a teenage son, and so talking about, you know. As a boy, you're, you're asking for something that is so precious and so, and you are responsible for honoring that moment with her. And you're, as the boy, responsible for making that sacred for her. That is not my experience. I I look, you know, the human being you, you talked about, you know, that maybe they leave you or, you know, I found out that, well it was, it wasn't just me. There was many, many other girls.
1: There was, yes,
0: it was several, (laughs) it was several girls that he was with, you know, at the same time and how that became acceptable in my marriage that, you know, or, and I talk about this one very openly. I, it's funny, I don't really talk about my first sexual experience, but My, uh, my ex-husband, the first time I said no was three months into the relationship. And that was also the first time he beat me. And I stayed with him for 18 years after that. But now you talk about it and how it was tied to that first time. And I was like, oh my gosh, because I had been saying no, no, I'm not ready. No, I'm not ready. And he was, my my very first experience was very, very coercive and, oh, well, you know, you just, and just started, you know, emotionally bashing me, but that was acceptable because that's how my parents showed up. And so I had already been pre-programmed to walk. You know, I would say I was, there was no way I wasn't going to walk into the marriage I walked into, but now I'm like, even, there was no way that that wasn't going to be my first sexual experience, that it wasn't going to be something that, again, did he hold me down and, you know, brutally hurt? No, but did I willingly say, yes this is something I want no mm-hmm. no yeah. and I think about that experience and where it happened and how it happened and how I was just like you know left just laying there going what did I just do and yeah how much that pulled through even to, to, to now um you know I am in my 40s so you talk about that midlife time where you where I'm like looking and going now I'm with a partner and with someone who we talk about, everything extremely openly including sex and sexuality and including i've never you know it it took me going to a therapist to be like you know you can ask for what you need and my husband's like you can ask like we can talk about this no is acceptable and i was like the first time i told him no i was terrified Mm -hmm. and it was just no i'm I'm tired and it's just and he was like oh okay would you like to snuggle instead And i was like What? And literally trauma trigger happened after that moment because I was like, what? Okay. When's he going to start hurting me? And was he going to start screaming and yelling it? None of it. Yeah. None of it.
1: Somehow it was reminding you what you pass by to force you to heal the past. To be able
0: to evolve. Yeah. This is such, yeah. And I've never really thought on, like I said, it's so interesting how, how I never really thought on this path. We talk about healing in all kinds of ways. You talk about the body piece. I've been very aware. I used to, and I no longer feel this, and I'm so grateful I don't. But I used to do this, and I'd be like, this part of me understands, knows, believes, sees, but the rest of me is still stuck in the past. And it, like, you know, and and starting that physical nervous system healing and all of that, and how much that's changed me in the last few years. And I and I don't ha- I don't feel the disconnect anymore. But I never connected the, that 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 experience because again, most women, I'm like what you said, most women, I was fine with it. I kind of tell it in like a funny anecdotal way, like, oh, it was funny. It was weird. It was just right there on the basement floor. Just, yeah. Was that really, if I really thought about it, was the, and I could have gone back and done it, there's no way that's what I would have done, right? No yeah. way that that would have been my experience. But we don't think about that at the time. That's and yeah it is interesting the terminology when you say we always ask how did you lose your virginity we never ask how it was yeah. offered
1: lose or offered or feel forced or sabotage yourself to give it yeah shaping you for later and you know this started to give me like big question marks Because I'm working with different people, men and women, but I have a lot Mm -hmm. of women who have been abused. I became specialized in PTSD, but also uh, sexual trouble because I have also women who are coming and says I have vaginismus. They are surprised that I know so well the subject, but it's because I had it for years, and myself yes. I felt humiliated when I had to go to the physiotherapist because you could not open impossible to enter finished uh, yep. even that finger cannot enter the physiotherapist was a woman, a woman, sorry. Mm-hmm. But even for me, it was like a shame to be obliged to go to a physiotherapist four times a week. And she's telling me, okay, breathe. And I enter the the finger. I enter the speculum. I do this. I do that. It's heavy. I've done it. And I healed from that because it was also linked to past experience that I passed by. But... Many women are coming to me, not only with vaginismus, but also other problems. No libido, everything. Because between women, it's easier also to speak. But I have also men telling me, Sabine, I cannot have an erection. Done. Oh, I'm coming too fast. I'm speaking very openly with them because they know I'm specialized in this, you know. That's somehow the beauty of it. Because... I realized with my client, many were arriving at a form of plateau. Mm-hmm. We were doing transpersonal regression session, energy healing session, sometimes coaching, and they, they were evolving. They were moving on, progressing like wow, and then boom, mm. stuck, plateau. Stuck. Yep. And at that moment, for many people, I felt they were at the plateau. I was like, ah, yes, something that… Mm, We didn't touch, you know, and even myself, I was like, what is this? You the point Mm -hmm. because I was trying to recall what I have done with my client, the story of my client and everything. We have done this, 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 and now we are stuck there. What is it? Then Mm -hmm. one day, I connect deeper and I was like, I want to know when my clients are reaching a plateau, what is it? And I got the intuition directly. Go to the virginity. I'm like, oh, What? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh, what?
0: what's that got to do with it yes and you listen I've
1: been, I've been guided to do so many research yeah and that's how I started to understand and then my guys because I explained at the beginning I can see people who passed away mm-hmm. my guys speak with me and one said do you remember yours I'm like yeah I remember mm, <laughs> that face then, you're
0: like yes I remember yeah. yeah you I'm like
1: oh yes boom And that's when I started with some clients who were more comfortable to speak about this. Mm -hmm. Can you tell me how you have lost or offered your virginity? And then, boom, no plateau
0: anymore. Next
1: one, same thing. Some people were Mm. more reluctant because, like I said Mm -hmm. again, this is a very high level of taboo. I think if you speak about porn, People are like, yeah, I know what is porn. Okay, we can speak about this. I'm not resonating yeah. with that or I resonate. Yeah. But we can speak about this. If it's general. <laughs> but when you speak, my virginity. Oh, no, no, no. Forget Mm-mm. it. It doesn't exist. Ah, yeah, Yeah, yeah. It's still existing inside your body. Yeah. And I think this is very important because I realize often people are stuck somewhere. But because this has been so well repressed, so well hidden and pushed down Mm
0: -hmm. that
1: people are searching and I'm searching with them. I was not now. I was searching with them, telling to myself, what did we miss? And I was somehow navigating. Then I felt we move on, but we were staying on the surface, which I don't like because my personal experience is Mm -hmm. I had to do lots of healing on myself because Obviously, I'm coming from a very dysfunctional family. I've been abused. My first sexual encounter was a pure abuse. I was under the alcohol influence. I remember everything, but I was numb. It's even worse because you you see things and you feel happening, but you can't do anything. can't
0: do anything. Then
1: it shaped my life. Then I've met men that were like, (laughs) exactly what I created at that moment. You get the point? Then... When I looked at my own experience, I see that through my client because I have also the tendency as a therapist to attract people who have similar experience. Why? Because I became a professional in the domain. Yes. I know so well. When they come to me and say, I have vaginismus. Okay, you can do this, 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 and that because I passed by. You did it. okay, I've been abused or I've been raped or I was drunk and la, la, la. Say, okay, okay, okay. And they feel at that moment like I'm in. I don't need to tell them all the time what happened to me, but I've been trained. I mean, in transpersonal regression, in energy healing, I followed many courses, but my personal experience is really helping me to jump into the situation with zero fear and almost enter into the energy of people and feel them. And really they feel understood, Mm-hmm. And you can understand someone when you had the experience. You understand yeah. always better when you had the experience and you are much more, I would say, comfortable also to listen mm-hmm. stories that you pass by, which yeah. maybe with another person, I don't want to speak about psychologist, therapist or whatever, but it's also shaping your personal experience and probably mm-hmm. this is why... Many psychologists are specialized in
0: this field or that field. Yeah, they specialize because that's their experience. And I think that that's a human, that's like I said, that's a very human thing. Um, My personal healing journey starting this podcast and I did it because I was like, I cannot be the only human being who wants to talk. You talked about being blocked and I was like, I was silent my whole life. You know, I had. I also had religion religious things leading into the whole my first sexual experience which is common Uh, yeah um you know the whole the women giving of themselves and that was required and anyway there was a whole lot of that there but it's interesting you were talking about the medical stuff like i like having a child i had to have a, a i had a male gynecologist because he's the only one who was accepting new patients with my insurance at the time. Like having a baby, I, I, I went through 50 hours of 50, five, zero hours of labor. Oof. Five, zero. Yeah. Because I was fighting my own body. And, it, and I, it's so funny how you talk about that. And I was like, but I've always fought my own body in that way. Yeah. And like going and getting exams. I actually have to take somebody that I trust with me to the doctor. So I feel comfortable with being at a doctor. And you're like, this is a doctor who, this is what they do, but I'm not comfortable. I never, ever tied it to the fact of my first sexual encounters where that's, that's just so fascinating to me that it's like, we don't really think, you know, we talk about our healing as, as peeling back the layers of an onion. It works, you know, it's, but I, I never really thought about how did we get there in the first place. <laughs> no, that All of those things th- layered on top of it.
1: Correct. No, nobody think about this. And that's the funny part of it. And I think this is why I felt pushed also to speak about this today. I wanted to speak about that quite a while ago. Since beginning mm-hmm. of this year, I feel pushed to 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 really... Open the subject, but up to now, Mm -hmm. I was speaking in private with my client, not publicly like Mm -hmm. now, but I think it's time. It's really the time Mm -hmm. because they still have many people who have done huge amount, tremendous amount of healing, and they cannot point what is still missing. Just look there. Maybe they have also something else, but look there because that's often an area where we have the blinder. And we we bury, let's say this way. First sexual encounter, especially for women, ah, bury, bury, forget, forget. That's not important. Especially if it happened in a way you was not 100% ready or you said no, but it still happened. Or you said yes, but you just said yes because you didn't know how to say no. Oh yeah. you said yes because he manipulated you like I love you and you know blah 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 you want to stay with me mm-hmm. right then it's time ah huh? it's time now huh? I have many many stories like that and the girl is doing it and uh, do not regret all her life what she will do it's burying yeah burying repressing completely the experience and says this It's into the cupboard, belong to the past, that's not important. And I hear the same story from people who have been abused or beaten by their own Mm -hmm. parents, and they say, oh, no, 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 no. he didn't realize what he was doing. You know, my father had a lot of problems. And they start to defend the person. And this is the same when you offer against your will or with your will, your virginity, because it's so precious that you're like oh my god no 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 no, and you start to defend the person because you search excuses but this will not help you to heal
0: this is why
1: i say start to journaling start to write down and force yourself a bit to see but to see with positivity not defending the other person not searching for excuses and really see the truth for what it is as ugly mm. as it can it can be, as half ugly, whatever. But you have really to be transparent and honest with yourself, because it's yeah. also about respecting your own needs. Many women today mm. are people pleaser because they started there to please the guy, and then they, excuse my language, yeah. but yeah, up.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, and it's true because we started with the most. I mean, you only get that wants. That's something that, that is, is, that is, precious. there's only a once that there, there may be a, a, a first time with other humans down the road, but there is only one human that you experience that moment with. And yeah, so much, so much good stuff there. Wow. Yeah. I, I, I'm like, see, I always learn way more from my guests than sometimes I think the audience does, which is why I do this. But as we come to the end of our time together, um, I always ask my guests, If the audience who is listening or watching would like to get connected with you personally, what's a really good way for people to connect directly with you?
1: Uh, They can connect through my website. I'm also on Facebook. My name is Sabine Ponsley. You can read there. You will find me on Facebook. You will find me on LinkedIn, on Instagram under the same name. Uh, My website is Sabine Therapies, therapieswiths.com. But through LinkedIn or any other social media, you just have to click and you will find my website. They have my WhatsApp almost everywhere. You can send me a WhatsApp. And as soon as I can, I will answer directly through WhatsApp because that's a direct way of communicating. You know, on Facebook Messenger, don't be surprised that I don't answer before a few days (laughs) because I receive so many spam and message sometimes. Same on Instagram. Uh, yep. if you really want to book an appointment with me please pass through WhatsApp. My WhatsApp is What's on up? Facebook, is on Instagram, is on my website. Perfect. Don't send me a message on Instagram or Facebook because I have too many spam. I,
0: I hear you. Go yeah. direct. <laughs> so Go all, direct. all of those links yes. DM direct <laughs> all <of the, laughs> WhatsApp. Di- di- What's all of those links to get to Sabine are directly below um in the show notes so if you feel called please connect with her, um, you know, and Sabine, thank you for coming and being on the show. Like I said, I I love my guests because they open my eyes to new ways of healing and new paths. And thank you for sharing yourself and your energy with me on the show today.
1: And thanks to you for doing what you do. It's amazing. You open the eyes of many, many people. And you know that
0: huh? <laughs> yes, that <laughs> is what we are that. here to do yes to the audience who joined us thank you um, as always i'm wishing you peace love and flow and may your flow be ever rising until next time friends